0: 23 year old William Byron from Charlotte, North Carolina, came up through legends cars. The West, the East series, the truck series, Xfinity, checkered flag. William Byron wins in Homestead, gets his second career win in his 111 start and his team owner Rick Hendrick gets his 264th career win, four wins away from tying Petty Enterprises for the most ever. Welcome back. This is, of course, the Full Tank with Phil podcast, the first ever podcast about gambling on NASCAR. And we've got an awesome episode this week for a number of different reasons. Because first, we're going to start by recapping a great race for us as a podcast at Homestead Miami. And then we're going to spend the rest of the podcast talking about this coming weekend. And what better place to be if you're a podcast about gambling on any sport than Las Vegas, because that's where NASCAR is headed this week Las Vegas Motor Speedway, the Oil 400. So we're going to talk winners, top tens, some head to heads, a little bit of different way of going about the top tens this week and the head to heads. And then At the end, we're going to have a Phil's Fired Up section because I'm fired up about this Fox Super 6 offering that they have. It's their free quasi-gambling app that Fox has, and it's the Stage 2 contest, the Clint's win Clint's money uh, situation there. So we're going to fill one out live as we're recording. I haven't even really looked at it, so we'll dive into that and give that a little rating. So a lot to talk about here. Very excited about it. And who wouldn't be excited about talking about how they did when they did well? And that's what we're going to get a chance to, you know, discuss here, Homestead. So William Byron's your winner. Let's start there. We didn't have that. And I don't think a lot of people had the 24 car in victory lane. Um, It was another young winner. And, you know, back-to-back young guys with Christopher Bell the week before, three very different winners, if you include Michael McDowell. And I saw a stat that was just crazy to think. So this stat was looking at, for the first three races of the year, the winners, total career victories at the time of the win. And in 2021, the total is Four because Byron has two wins. Christopher Bell and Michael McDowell both had, that was their first. So their aggregate score is four. That is the lowest in the history of the modern era of NASCAR for total wins for all those winners combined. That is a wild stat. And it kind of makes you a little, you know, squeamish if you're a gambler, because what kind of season do we have ahead? You know what I mean? It's going to be tough, it seems like. I mean, we haven't picked a winner yet, but they've been tough to find. They're deep in the pack, literally crazy odds. And, um, hey, if you're not picking the winners, you just got to do it differently and find ways to win money another way, which we will talk about how we did that in a second. But is this the future of the sport? I mean, you got guys, McDowell's, you know, older, but Christopher Bell and William Byron, we got a lot of young guys, a lot of young talent. These are the guys that I guess we're going to be talking about for years to come when we're talking about gambling on the sport. So got to keep our eyes on these guys as the weeks go by to see how they're progressing right in front of us. Now, if you're not going to pick winners, how else are you going to do it? Well, we've been doing really well with our top 10 picks. And speaking of McDowell, let's start there, okay? He had another top 10 pick. We talked about it. He's going to need some interference from the gambling gods in order to pull that off. And by God, he did it. I mean, I can't believe it. Plus 650 cashed in on. I even put it out on Instagram saying, hey, I'm ready to lose some money. But God damn it, he did it. I can't stop saying it. It's wild. Uh, I was talking with my brother-in-law and, you know, he got in on the bet. And he said, you know, if he does this, we're going to crack that. 12 year Jameson, you have, right? And I was like, hell yeah. And then with 30 laps to go, I texted him saying, dude, you got to turn on the TV. Like, this is wild. So, big payday there. Our boy Tyler Reddick really dominated that third stage, really driving to the front, almost had the victory, finishing second. We had him for the top 10. Then Shea Parlay. I mean, I talked about how it's just sometimes wild when you don't even put any thought into it whatsoever. I referenced March Madness, the people who don't care about sports, just doing well there. Well, we didn't give it two thoughts. We picked a parlay based on my daughter's birthday, and it hit. Big payday there. Overall, we went 7-2 and two last week on the head-to-heads, which was a lot more head-to-heads than we're used to calling out. We kind of did it throughout the pod, and it seemed to work out there. So 7-2, and two, I was actually able to finagle my way into two parlay hits um, on Sunday, so 6-0 and oh in those. and One and two. It was funny. One and two in the uh, three head-to-heads that we actually spent time on in that section of the podcast. So pretty crazy. I guess we need to think less about them. But overall, it was a great day. Fun to recap those. And um, yeah, I ate dinner on Sunday night. Pretty happy. I was a pretty happy guy. So the point standings, I mean, they're wild right now. Just absolutely wild. We've got guys that are in the back that we did not expect. And Guys that are in the front, like McDowell, and other guys that you didn't really expect to see up there. I mean, Ryan Priest was up there. I don't, I don't know where he is right now, but starting last week. And the 16 playoff drivers at the moment are different. I mean, you think about three different teams winning, McDowell in front row, but then you've got Christopher Bell for Joe Gibbs Racing and William Byron for Hendrick. Those two guys are you could argue, the weakest of their stable. So what does that mean? I mean, it just seems like we're set up for a wild year in the playoff structure and all of that. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have to keep our wits about us because it might be tougher to come by these picks to win the race as the season goes on. So we just got to stay calm and keep our head to the grindstone there and keep it going. So we'll see what we can do moving forward to Las Vegas this weekend. So we'll start, as always, by taking a look at the track stats. 26 races here. They used to come here once a year for a significant amount of time. And then just the past couple of years, they switched it up. They gave Vegas two races a year when they took one away from Los, sorry, New Hampshire and made one of them a playoff race. So looking at the stats, we've only had a guy win the race starting on the pole one time. And that was Kyle Busch in 2009. So the stats here that we're used to seeing, a little bit lower than we usually see on especially mile and a half. Top five, the winner has started there only 34% of the time, and they've only started in the top 10 50% of the time. For a mile-and-a-half, I take that as kind of strange. Um, outside of the top 20, it's happened five times. And the last time was Martin Truex in 2019, so not very far back. And Ford has won six of the last 10 races at Las Vegas. So those stats really open the door a little bit because two reasons. One, when I read those, I'm thinking, okay, it really doesn't matter where you're starting. You know, 50% of the time they're in the top 10, that's that's a small amount. We're used to seeing that number up around 75 on these mile and a halves. So you take that into consideration and think about the wonky starting positions that we've got with these um, point standings and no qualifying and it's putting people in scenarios that they might not normally be in so i personally think that the mcdowell situation uh the momentum that he has going on is because of starting further up in the pack than he's used to and he's going to do it again this week so we'll see we'll talk about him in just a bit but you're putting people in different positions and starting positions than they would rather be if they were able to qualify, and it's just going to make for one hell of a race. On top of that, listening to some of the the talk radio this week, the drivers I heard three different drivers reference the fact that turns one and two at Vegas, the way the racetrack is set up, but the way the sun hits it, the way the wind blows, it makes three and four totally different than one and two, and. Three different drivers, three different days of the week, reference the fact that if you're not good in one and two, you have opportunities to gain in three and four. And so it really opens the door for wild racing. Uh, guys, you know, if they're starting to slack off, they can focus on, or, you know, if they're starting to fall back, they can just start focusing on, you know, one of those uh, sides of the track and then progress. So it's going to be interesting to see how these three stages play out and guys that you bet on may not be good early on but as the sun changes a little bit and you know the, the wind changes a little bit maybe they're able to gain some ground in certain areas. so with all that being said, let's start talking about winners and I'm not going to be shy this week about anything okay? I typically like to maybe use some suspense and present things a little bit uh, dramatically not this week. All right. I think of the the Seinfeld episode uh, where George is going into this job and he takes on the Penske file. That's what you could call this episode, the Penske file, because I'm all over Team Penske. When we talk about winners, that's my team. And I hate doing that. Honestly, I like spreading my chips around to the different teams and choosing guys because if you know one team just totally misses the mark, then you're screwed when you do all eggs in one basket. But this week, there's good reason to go all in on Penske. So before we even talk about winners, we have to say there's a prop bet out there right now, Team Penske, plus 290 to win the race. I'm all over that. I mean, absolutely all over that. But now... Let's dive into these guys. And I'm three picks to win the race, and it's all three Penske drivers. So we'll start with Brad Kozlowski at plus 800. When you start looking at Las Vegas, it's really hard to avoid Brad Keselowski when you're digging into the stats. He has the most win of all active drivers at Las Vegas with three total wins in the last 10 races, six top fives, nine top tens. His last win came in the 2018 playoff race. Great stat there. I mean, if you got the guy who has the most wins, clearly he likes the racetrack, but everything else we're about to talk about also proves that. His average finish compared to everyone is first on the circuit, 4.6 in the last 10 races. His driver rating is seventh, 94.4. He's completed every single lap in the last 10 races. That is, you know, you're going to find that, but it's just a a feather in the cap. Like it's not totally out of this world as we're about to see in a second. But when you see that, it gives you that clear crystal picture. This guy's able to stay out of trouble at this racetrack. And when you're gambling, that's really the foundation of what you're going off of. So I enjoy knowing that about Kozlowski. Last fall was his first non-top 10 finish in the last 10 races. So we mentioned he has nine top 10s in the last 10. It was last fall, which, you know, okay, recency bias. You might say uh, that kind of sucks, but he was seventh in the spring. And in that spring race, he was ninth in the fastest green flag lap statistic, which we're starting to follow a little bit more now. So this year he's had some bad luck. So, you know, you think about how he was up there, both Penske guys, Kozlowski and Logano up there at Daytona and, you know, the, the road course, he was kind of hit or miss. And then last week, He was in the top 10 for the most part, and then he chose to pit. I don't know if he needed to pit or he chose to pit early to try to get people to follow him, but he ended up with a a worse finish than he actually ran last week. So he's kind of off the beaten trail of what he's used to, I guess. At plus 800, Kozlowski is a very good pick. Knowing what we know about how he loves this racetrack, plus 800 is a really good value. So lock it in there for the two car at plus 800. Now we'll talk about his buddy, or, or maybe not, maybe not buddy, uh, as we know that they kind of have some internal beef going on since Daytona, but it's Joey Logano also going off at plus 800, and it's creepy, their stats. I mean, their, their odds are the same, but their stats are actually almost identical as well. He's actually been better than Brad recently. He won this race in the spring Last year, and we were all over it, as we'll talk about in a second. And then when you look further back, he's actually won this spring race two years in a row. Actually, so in his last 10 races, two wins, six top fives, nine top tens. So the six top fives and nine top tens are exactly the same as Kozlowski, which is creepy. His average finish right behind Brad, second in the circuit, 5.6, and his driver rating is second. So there's a big jump. Compared to Kozlowski, who was seventh in that stat, Logano's almost near the top, second, 104.6. His spring fastest green flag lap was third, and he was 10th in the fall. So he was uh, basically fast car at Las Vegas. I mean, there's not much more you could say. In the fall last year, he was 14th, and that was his only non-top-10 finish in the last 10 races. So the fall last, re- last year was just a, a down race, I guess, for these Penske guys who finished kind of mid-teens. But he has led laps in all 10 races, the last 10. So that just tells you that that 22 car will be up front at some point. Another great value. I think Joey Logano, based off what we just said, should be going off as one of the co-favorites, which the favorites right now are Hamlin and, sorry, Harvick and Truex at plus 600. He's should be up there. So here's an advantage for you as the gambler, plus 800. Now, last year we took Logano. First of all, I'm a big sucker for the, the guys who drive the cars with the title sponsor of the race, Pennzoil. You know he'll be rocking that Pennzoil scheme. Last year, before this race, one of the reasons why I took Logano was because I almost got mowed down by some asshole in a Penske truck. And it just, you know jumped out at me. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to go with Logano this week. And sure enough, what did I see on Monday driving past when I was starting to look through the odds a little bit? Saw all Penske truck drive past. That's divine intervention right there, folks. So Joey Logano, mark it down plus 800. We'll see if we can do it again. So now let's go to the third guy in the stable because we talked about him last week and he's just having a rough start, man. I mean, you hate to see it. Ryan Blaney, bad start this year. He's 24th in the standings. Bad finish to last year when you look about how his playoff season ended. I mean, he ended early. He was knocked out in the first round. But he's very strong here as well. In the last 10 races, zero wins, but three top fives, six top tens. His average finish is fourth in. Compared to everyone, 9.7, and his driver rating is 6th overall, 96.1. So a lot of numbers I'm throwing out there to you, but it's for a reason. It's the reason why I'm going all-in on Penske this week. Those guys have the stats. And in 2020, he's he finished 11th and 7th. So overall, good stuff. In the spring race last year, Blaney had the fastest green flag lap, which is big. I mean, it really is because they're able to look back at that data and say, okay, what do we do to that machine to to get that? And let's kind of use that as our baseline and, and work off of it. And in the, the fall, he had the fourth fastest green flag lap. So really good stuff at 12 team. They just have fast cars here and he just needs to to work at it to get back into the swing of things. So you kind of, I know he's not from Vegas, but you could kind of say like, hey, you know, these guys... Penske's, they're going to get some home cooking this weekend in Las Vegas because they clearly love this track. And so it's worth the odds. Blaney's plus 1,300. I don't think I said that, but that's just even more. You know, Anything over 1,000 is just huge when you're looking at these types of stats. It's one of those deals where once one of these guys gets that win, it's going to change their odds for a significant portion of the season. So get them while you can. This would be Keeping the pattern consistent with a different team winning the race. So if you're into patterns, there's that. So overall, I think worth the odds. And I think the the sports books are kind of down on them all right now, due to you know their starts. So let's capitalize on it. And as a whole, if you want to just take the Penske plus 290 for one of these guys to win the race. Here's a, a final stat I'll throw out there to you. As a whole, these three guys, now, keep in mind, Blaney wasn't with Penske this entire time. But over the last 10 races, their total stats are five combined wins, 15 combined top fives, and 24 top tens. That's just crazy. For for a stable of three cars, you could put that up against anybody. So, Penske, file. I love it. Lock it in. Blaney plus 1300, Logano and Kozlowski plus 800 apiece. Vegas, baby, Vegas! All right, so let's get in some top tens and throw in a couple props at the end here. But the top 10 section is where we've been making our bones this year. So let's try to keep it up here a little bit. Now, the odds are out, and something you can kind of look at that's interesting even the favorite to win the race, Kevin Harvick to finish in the top 10 is only minus 265. We're used to seeing that number like astronomical. Now, I would not take that minus 260 to finish in the top 10. It's just too risky. But I thought it was very interesting to call out because it's still within the realm of possibility. You know, if you were just a huge Kevin Harper fan, you had a ton of money to throw down and you just wanted to see him finish well, then that's doable, I think. Minus 660 or 700, whatever we've been seeing lately is just ridiculous. So what does that mean? It's, it's, I guess, tougher for these guys to finish in the top 10. So that stuff kind of trickles down as we go through. So we have an opportunity now to get some better odds than we might normally see on some guys who are, I would say, decent here. So let's keep the train rolling with the theme of this episode thus far, with Penske, and let's go to the Penske-affiliated 21 car of Matt DiBettadetto. Now, this poor guy, he's going off at plus 250, all right, plus 250. The reason for that has to be because he's off to a dismal start. He's 34th in the standings. That is absolutely not what Matt DiBettadetto wanted to be at this part of the season. This guy's driving for a job next year. He knows he's out of that 21 car. So he's got to put up or shut up. And he has to be stressing out a little bit. You know what I mean? So I hope he's not going to be gripping the wheel too tight because of it. But I think if he just kind of lets the track come to him, he'll be in good shape. His stats aren't phenomenal here. Average finish is 18.6. But he's got two races with that Wood Brothers car in the 21 car. Last year, two races, second place in both races, which is awesome. So that's where it's kind of a little weird to see the odds so crazy, so in favor of the gambler. Plus 250. We're not asking him to finish second. Just finish in the top 10. And if you look at some further stats, his fastest green flag lab compared to everyone in the fall was 8th. And in the spring, it was 12th. So you kind of split the difference there, puts you at 10th. Hey, that's what we're looking for. He's up in the conversation. It's what we want these cars to be at. So the fact that he was great here last year, you know, he's off to a rough start. I think they can maybe cling to some of those statistics and get themselves going here. We know that they're Penske affiliated. We know Penske's great here as we documented. So, hey, I'm willing to take a shot at plus 250 on DiBenedetto right now at Vegas. Other tracks, maybe not, but if you got a guy who finished uh, second two races in a row, that's good value. So mark me down for the 21 plus 250. Now, I'm going to throw in a quick, just a quick head-to-head matchup here because they've got him going up against Cole Custer. And to me, this is one that I just have to kind of weigh in on here because he beats Custer in every single category, whether we're talking about average finish, driver rating, Cole Custer's 20.0 average finish, and 25th in driver rating. So just not good overall. DeBettadetto's 2-0 and against him in two races last year, obviously. So you got to go with Detto in this matchup. His fastest green flag laps were dismal. DeBettadetto beating him on every category. The fact that he's a younger driver. I know he's having a decent start to the year, I guess, um, but mark me down for matty d i think this is a rebound race for him and and i think he'll beat custer in this matchup as well so tossing that in kind of premature here in the head to heads but worked out for us last week now let's move to the next guy and this is somebody that when i was going through the stats they kind of jumped out at me because of the green flag fastest green flag lap stat this is alex bowman now, I was a little surprised that he was going off at minus 130. I thought we might be able to get him more down towards like the plus 100 range, but minus 130 it is. In his last eight races, he has one top five, two top tens. So 25% of the time, he's in that slot that we're looking for. And his average finish, eh, not great. 15th on the circuit, 18.8 is the number. But when you look at just his last four races, okay, so let's look at the last two years for a moment. Smaller sample size, yes, but he's been gaining more experience. Some of those numbers that, you know, we're referencing earlier, he was in some of the the lower level equipment, driving like the seven car, I believe. Last four races, a fifth place finish, a 13th, a 6th, and 11th. So if you bet on Alex Bowman, based on those numbers, you're going to have some fun watching the race because he's going to be right around what we're looking for. And that's really why I bet on the race to have some fun doing it. Obviously, you want to win some money, but keeps it interesting for you. He's one of six drivers that had top 10 fastest green flag laps in both races last year. So I thought that stood out to me. He had a third in the fall race, and he was sixth in the spring. So that stood out to me when I you know, was looking that over, like, Alex Bowman, oh, where's he at in the odds? And had to go right to him. So minus 130 to finish in the top 10. I'm comfortable giving up that number there, uh, giving up the juice. So lock it in there. The 48 car, Alex Bowman. Now he has a head-to-head matchup that I like. And this is, again, a situation where looking at all of the stats combined, Bowman bested Kurt in most stats. Driver rating Kurt is 10th on the circuit, which is pretty good. But I think his win last fall really helped with that. Um, but in average finish and the fastest green flag laps last year, Bowman had him across the board. So um, I'm taking Bowman. I, I really like him this week. I think Kurt, you know, coming off that win last year, kind of going into it thinking, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of recapture that. That win was, you know, a bit of an anomaly. Um but we'll see if it comes back to bite me saying that if I, I'm jinxing him. So lock it down. I'm going with Alex Bowman over Kurt Busch this week in a quick, quick thinking head-to-head matchup. Now, I was looking at somebody else to, to take because I typically like to take three guys for the top ten. And I kept coming back to one name, and that guy was Ricky Stenhouse. Now, Ricky, sometimes he really pisses me off. Uh, but in this situation, I think I'm comfortable... Taking a risk here at plus 200, the odds are, you know, shorter actually than others. I mean, like Matt DiBenedetto, I think they would have been flipped heading into it if you laid out, Okay, one of these two guys is going to be plus 200 and the others plus 250. I would have said Stenhouse was the plus 250. But in any case, I am interested in this bet because he has back to back top tens in the spring. Last spring, he finished third. And that's actually like kind of bringing me back to last spring, because I remember there was a bunch of kind of weird names up in that top 10. Um, and this is really, really you know, Benedetto finishing second, Stenhouse third. Like, what the hell is going on there? But that's kind of what's going on this year, right? I mean, we've got wonky people finishing in the first and throughout the top 10 so far this year. So why not do it again? If you look at his pattern, it's a hot and cold pattern. So, starting in the the last race, not good. Then the race before that was last spring, very good. And it keeps going back and forth like that throughout his career here in Las Vegas. So, every other race, he has a decent finish, and what we're looking for is right around that 10th place mark. Now, he's been up there a couple times in the last 10 races, and that's what we're looking for here. So, Let's keep that pattern going, Ricky, plus 200. Kind of fishing for one here, but I think I can get behind it. I can talk myself into it when I'm looking at that pattern of success, especially in the fall races. So let's lock it in, plus 200. Now, I'm not going to leave this section without talking about our golden boy, our golden goose so far this year, Michael McDowell. Um, We talked about how he crushed it for us, another top 10. Do I think this is going to happen? No, it's not. But I said that last week too, plus 375 this week. I mean, if the gambling gods, I said it, I said I'm not going to stop betting on them until the gambling gods are done with them because, you know, when they get a hold of somebody, they get a streak going. Almarolo was like this last year. You got to ride that streak out. So I am going to ride it until it fizzles and it very, may, very well may be this week. Now here's, you know, if you're not a believer in the gambling gods, A, you should be. I mean, what are you doing? You're an idiot because he proved it last week. But B, here's a a reason why he may be able to pull this just crazy, crazy thing off. And that is, we mentioned how he's starting up front because of the qualifying situation. So he's not used to that. So we're seeing what that vehicle can do if given a better starting position than, you know, like mid-20s, like he's normally at. Now, here's the other thing. This 34 car, they're locked into the playoffs, okay? This is a playoff race in the first round. So they're going to be maybe experimenting a little bit, using this as a practice race for the playoffs, because shit, if they can find something, they're going to need to exploit it in the fall. Like right now, it's very low risk. So who's to say this 34 car is not going to play around a little bit and maybe get off cycle or, or do something to kind of mess with the field and change the game? So you do that, hell, that's a, a top 10 sitting there. Um, I'm just trying to convince myself that it's it's possible. His stats are horrible. we got to, you know, let you know that. Um, but they were really bad last week at Miami, and he was able to pull it off. So we'll see. I, I would advise you to, you know, Tread lightly on this one, but I'm rolling with this streak until it crashes. So, McDowell plus 375. Let's do it again. Now, a couple props. I like Ford um, in the manufacturer bet. They're plus 175 because you get our Penske boys, but you also get Stuart Haas Racing. Kevin Harvick, a big one, as he is a favorite. So, I like that number. Plus 175. Then the over-under I thought was an interesting call out. The over-under this week is 11.5. Um, that's the, the break-even mark. You, you can play with the over-under, like we mentioned in the past. But if you're looking at the right in the middle, 11.5. The over has hit every single race this year, which I find interesting. Uh, three for three. So the under, you would say, is due. So I'm going to be all over the under this week because if you look at it, you get Kislowski. You're not going to get the other two Penske boys, but you also get Denny Hamlin, who's going off as uh, one of the top guys. You get Chase Elliott, who could very well win this race. Kevin Harvick, very well win this race. Who's to say Kyle Larson couldn't you know, sh- turn some heads this weekend? So the under has some really good cars that are very capable of winning this race. So and I also believe in the law of averages, so the under has to catch up eventually. Um, why not be in Vegas? So. buggy! Let's go racing, boys! Now we will move on to the head-to-head matchup section, and once again, this is sponsored by OddsLibrary.com. Make sure you are educated before you place your bet. Make sure you are going to the right sportsbook to place the wager that you are trying to make. OddsLibrary.com. Going to be able to aggregate all of the different sports books lines and give you the best value for the bet you're trying to make. Oddslibrary.com. You can also find them on Instagram. Give them a file because they're putting out some educational stuff and they'll make you aware of different promotions the different sports books have going on at Odds Library. Those guys are doing great stuff. Now, let's get to the head to head matchups because this week we've got some different matchups that I'm going to focus on. Um, at least a few of them. And I just want to call out that we're not going to touch on any of the, what you call the big guns, but maybe we'll give them a look this weekend and, and throw out some, some randoms on Instagram at full tank Fill. So give us a look on there. If you haven't done that already, maybe race day parlays or things like that. We'll, we'll address with some of the bigger names, but my approach this week, I said that I'm not kind of holding back. I'm not going with the dramatic where I'm going to lay out the two guys and make a pick. This time, this week, I'm making my pick up front and explaining to you why. I'm kind of choosing against people. All right. That's the mentality that I have this week. So the first matchup that caught my eye, like I said, some different ones, which I love. I love how it's not the same shit every week. So let's look at Chris Busher versus Bubba Wallace. I'm going with Chris Busher in this matchup, and here's why. First of all, we'll get to Bubba in a second, but I'm going to come back to this point. I have to say it though up front. Bubba Wallace needs to step up. He needs to prove himself. But now let's dig into Chris Busher. One top 10 in eight races here at Vegas. Two starts though in the 17 car. Those two starts finished 14th and 9th. He has improved... Every race in the last three races, and he's had he had to start that streak back-to-back 18th place finishes. So he's moving on up the list, and that's something that you really want to look for, especially in one of these young guys in this kind of not big name team. And I don't want that to be a, a slight towards Roush, but you get what I'm saying here about Busher. So he's coming off a great race at Homestead, and he led. A lot of labs, I think he won stage one, if I'm not correct. I remember them talking about him, and I think they might have radioed him to talk about it. So a lot of people talking about him there. He ended up fading. You know, the guys that are up front in stage one at Miami. They definitely faded towards the back. But overall, that was a good race for that team. So good start for them as the season is progressing. 15th in the standings. He has momentum. And that big mo. Sometimes tough to come by. So you got to capture that, use it to your advantage. So if you're coming off of a good race, you're coming off of a ninth-place finish in the fall, there is stuff to build on there. So if you're going in a head-to-head matchup, that's kind of tough to go up against regardless. So looking at Bubba Wallace, he's done nothing this year. Nothing to really do anything other than sign sponsors. I mean, he's got DoorDash on the car, I think that was the biggest win he's had in 2021. And, you know, they need to show themselves that they can compete with this vehicle and this 23 car, especially on mile and halves. Like they have to do that. And last weekend, they were unable to compete. So that's really kind of concerning. If you are, I mean, they're making such a big deal about Michael Jordan being in racing. And if you look at those interviews with Hamlin and Jordan and Bubba. It seems like Jordan kind of has a misconception of what the goals are. I mean, he's thinking victories while the other guys are thinking top 15s. Um, Does that start to creep in and play a factor? Some kind of problems underneath the covers there in that team? I don't know, but we're only three races in. My point is he needs to prove it. In order for me to bet on Bubba Wallace, he needs to actually show that he's able to put that car up in the top 10 and beat somebody. So I'm going to take Chris Busher. And if you're looking at all the stats, Busher beats him across the board. Average finish, driver rating, fastest green flag lap in both races last year. It wasn't even close. So Chris Busher, minus 115. That's my case. I mean, lock it in, man. Now we're going to go to another Roush car, Ryan Newman versus Chase Briscoe. Now, who am I betting against? I am done with rookies. Um, It's not that I have a problem with Chase Briscoe. It's just I need to see, kind of like what I'm saying about Bubba, except with Chase, he's in uh, more of a powerhouse team. He's in a good car. And I know that he's very talented from what he did in Xfinity. But I just need to see him do it. Now, I hate what Ryan Newman did to me and the podcast last year when he came back from that horrific crash. We bet on him a lot to finish in the top 10, and he was horrible. He screwed us so many times to the point where I just, I had to quit him. It was like a drug. I had to just quit betting on Ryan Newman, despite what his stats said. So with that being said, I have to take him in this matchup. His average finish at Las Vegas in the last 10 races, 12.1 at 7th on the circuit compared to everybody else. One top five, four top tens in the last nine races because he missed this one or one of them last year. And he has seven of his last nine races that ended in top 15 finish. So what we're trying to say here, and by the way, his driver rating is 11th on the circuit. So what we're trying to say here is that Brian Newman, the veteran that he is, the stats are showing that he's gonna put out a decent run Probably anywhere from like 8th to 16th, like right around there. So the question then becomes, and by the way, he's coming off of a 7th place finish at Homestead Miami Speedway, which is shocking. So momentum there as well. So now you have to ask yourself, okay, is Chase Briscoe going to finish higher than, let's call it, 16th? I, I, you know, if he did, that'd be shocking to me because like I said, I'm done betting on rookies until they're able to kind of prove themselves and establish themselves. So I don't think Chase Briscoe is going to be able to pull that off. And if Ryan Newman runs his race, it's going to be a nice, quiet, solid race, finishing kind of right in that area that I said. And I think that beats Chase Briscoe. I mean, I hate hating on Chase. I, I, I'm i not trying to, but if you look at him, he's 25th in points right now, 18th place finish, 32nd place finish, and 19th place finish so far this season. So is Las Vegas going to be his highest finish of the year? You know, his Xfinity history said that he was really good at Homestead and he was not able to get that done. So um, lock me in. The six car, Ryan Newman, based on the last year, I, I cannot believe I'm even saying that, but Minus 115, let's get it done. Now, we're going to go to a matchup that we have definitely looked at before. Maybe not this season. But it's the battle of teammates, Austin Dillon versus Tyler Reddick. Reddick was our boy last year. We were Sorry, last race. We were all over him. And he did well for us. And now we're going to kick him to the curb. That's just how it goes in gambling, man. You know, he, he did what we needed him to do. And now we're betting against him. So why is that? We're going to start. This is less, you know, I I said that I was kind of betting against those two guys and these other two matchups. This is really kind of putting your mind to it. So Austin Dillon, when you're going through the stats, just like last week, and Dillon, by the way, we had him called out for a top 10 last week, and he was up in that top 10 for a significant amount of time. We, We could have cashed in another top 10 pick. Um, He finished just outside, but he was up there for a significant portion of it. And just like last week, when I'm going through the stats, his name keeps creeping up in it, like kind of surprising to me. His average finish compared to everyone at Vegas is 10th. 15.8 is the number. His driver rating is 12th fall race, the fastest green flag lap. He was ninth in that category. So in that race where he was... He had a ninth fastest green flag lap. He finished 32nd. So that clearly tells you that the finish doesn't describe to you the type of car that they had. And in the spring race last year, he finished fourth, two top fives in his last 10 races. So Austin Dillon has what you need to put together a good race at Las Vegas. Now, for Tyler Reddick, I said we were all over him last week went out, proved us right. And that was a track that he very much preferred. Like he even ran the Xfinity race there last year or last weekend and crushed it there as well. So it's a racetrack that he does well at. Las Vegas is not that. Two races last year. I know it's a small sample size, but it's not what we saw in some of these other tracks for Reddick two races, his average finish is 28.0. That's not good. And he finished dead last in the fall. So coming here again, you know, the last bit of taste he has in his mouth is that 38th place finish. And in the fall, sorry, in the spring, he didn't do much better. It was 18th. His driver rating, sometimes you look at these finishes and you say, all right, well, what's the driver rating? Maybe that kind of proves that he maybe just had a bad finish. No, his driver rating's 23rd. So Austin, you know more of a sample size for sure but he is able to beat him in all these stats and it just kind of makes sense to me you know reddick coming off that second place finish traveling out west i don't i don't see him being able to put up the numbers this week the speed this week to beat his teammate so lock me in for austin dillon now he's going off as a favorite in this matchup minus 143 i'll still take it Austin Dillon over Tyler Reddick this weekend. Let's lock it in. So those are the picks. Just to recap, I'm going Busher over Wallace, Newman over Briscoe, and Dillon over Reddick. Let's put in a parlay. We'll see what sticks. And uh, keep your eyes peeled on Instagram at Full Tank fill for any race day parlays. <laughs> So we're going to close it out this week with a Phil's Fired Up section. Now, if you're kind of newer to the podcast, this is where I typically go on a rant. Could be a positive rant about something that I like as far as gambling on NASCAR, something I'm seeing that is interesting. A lot of times it's negative. Um, Honestly, in the past, I've I've gone on some negative rants about gambling on NASCAR and, and things we'd like to improve on. But sometimes it's looking at some new things that are out there and giving them a shot. And that's what we're looking at this week, because Fox, this part of the broadcast season, they are offering this, they have this Fox Bet Super 6. They've got it for multiple sports. They advertise it for football, that's for sure. I think it was like win Terry's money during the NFL season. And now they're trying to loop in Clint Boyer, their new, you know, broadcaster, their, their fresh face in the booth. And they're calling this, when you click into the Fox Bet Super 6 app, they're calling it Clint Stage 2 Contest. So $10,000 is guaranteed, and it's for free. So it's a very big, big icon when you log into this app, free to download. And so this is just another scenario where it feels like we are on the cusp of something very large as it pertains to gambling on NASCAR as a whole. These big networks are like dipping their toe into the ground, into the water rather, when it comes to gambling and and they don't want to go too hard yet. So they're giving us this like little tease of free action and seeing how it goes. And mark my words, years from now, this stuff's going to be out the door and we're going to be using sports books for the different networks um, or NASCAR proper. But I digress. They're giving us something and it's a free shot. So, hey, I mean, the way I see it, you're sitting on the can sometime this week, pull this out, it takes you two minutes. At least, I think it does. We're gonna go through it together right now for the first time. So, I'm gonna click for free, play for free, rather. And so, they're gonna offer me six questions. All right, six questions. I believe they all have to do with stage two of the upcoming race. So the first question, which driver will lead the most laps by the end of stage two? They give me a few options here. Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, and Martin Truex Jr. I will go with, uh, I know we're all over Penske, but let's kind of spread it around this week. Um, I guess by stage two, we'll go with one of these guys who are starting towards the front. So I'm going with Harvick. Which manufacturer will win stage two? I'm going to go with Ford on that one. Which driver will have the fastest lap by the end of stage two? So that fastest lap stat that we talk about is coming into play here. So let me dig into my notes here and see who was good last year. Hamlin uh, is one of our options. He had the fastest green flag lap last year in the fall race. And let's see, Blaney had the other one. He's not an option. So I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin which driver will gain the most positions in stage two? They're calling this a hard charger, which, wow, this is an interesting question because you're going to have to think, even these guys are starting further in the back, how far up will they make it in stage one? So who's going to be kind of starting further back in stage two to actually gain positions? Now, they tell you how many people have picked certain the options. Um, The options are Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman, Kurt Busch, William Byron, Martin Truex, or a tie. And 51% of the people have chosen Kurt Busch. I'm going to go with Alex Bowman just because I think that he's going to do well, but maybe he'll start stage two a little further back and have some positions to gain. How many cars is the fifth question of six. How many cars will finish stage two? So who's going to be How many cars are going to be out of the race by this point? The options are all 38, no chance of that, 37 or 36, 35 or 34, or 33 or less. I'm going to go with the sweet spot, either B or C. I'm going to go with 35 or 34. Um, That's what 53% of the people who have done this have chosen. And now the last question. Which driver will have the best finishing position in stage two? The options. We've got six of them. Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Brad Kozlowski, Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., or Ryan Blaney. 57% have chosen Denny Hamlin. I'm going to go with Joey Logano on that one. And we hit submit. And then it tells me I'm I'm all good. I have submitted a successful entry. So there we go. That is the Clint's Stage 2 contest, pretty easy. Um, I have heard that the questions kind of change. They're a little bit different each week. Uh, I saw on Twitter for Daytona, they were asking questions about like the age of the driver. So pretty interesting if they do change each week, um, something to keep you occupied. So there it is, a free option. And I guess if you hit the numbers right on the head, you enter for a chance to win a portion of that 10 grand. So pretty cool. Win some money for really no reason at all. So that is the review. I I give it eh, seven out of ten. Seven out of 10 on the Phil's fired up review there. I think it could be better, but hey, these free apps are kind of tough to put together. So give them some credit. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of the Full Tank with Phil podcast. Good luck this week in Las Vegas. That is not an easy task to stay hot, to stay lucky in Vegas, but that's what we're going to do. This is starting the shortened West Coast swing. So good luck, cash those tickets, and get ready for the other leg of the West Coast, Phoenix, next week. Remember, drive fast, take chances, and we will see you next time. Please to go, have no please to go, darling, have no please to go, have no please to go,